Hey, this is Jim. Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Thanks for joining me for a few minutes today. We've been making a lot of decisions around here, and we're so excited about the direction that our business overall is going to people who are coming on board our team. The the energy, the momentum, the success stories, which is how we always measure the educational side of our business is success stories, because let's face it, if you're in the education business and you're not creating successful students, well, you're not very good at educating, are you? But apparently we're really good at it because we keep cranking out success stories. So that's very cool. We're excited on every aspect of our business, but that's not always the case. We have seasons. You go through seasons of struggle, seasons of difficulty, seasons of uncertainty in business. And that's why I like calling us business building warriors because you have to fight through those tough seasons, right? And it's a whole lot easier to do if you've got a community around you. But that's not necessarily the main theme today. The theme I want to talk about is how do we manage the stress? Personally, how do I manage the stress of business? The partners I work most closely with, how do we manage the stress of you know everyday life, family relationships, expectations, and still serving well, growing a profitable business. What's the secret sauce? And I don't talk about this a whole lot, although it's an underlying theme of this podcast. I don't talk about it blatantly, or I would should say bluntly, very often. If you go back to episode zero of this podcast, you hear me dive fairly deep on this topic. And the reason we made it episode zero is because those who don't want to hear me talk about spiritual matters, you don't have to, but it's such a part of who we are and what's going on around here that I did want to dedicate an episode to something that I see as a significant issue. And we see it recur so often, and you can read articles on this. I was reading an article this morning, how susceptible we are as entrepreneurs, as people who are building businesses, who are using our creativity to serve others and grow profitable enterprises how susceptible we are to things like depression and you know anxiety that comes with all of that and i don't know if it's it, it, i'm not going to parse the difference between you know circumstantial anxiety and you know physiological anxiety i see a lot of entrepreneurs who are very much on the side of man the circumstances are just heavy it's not like something medicine can fix they just need things to work right i think we've all been there at some point the uncertainty of the future how we deal with that, how we manage it. And I'm not perfect at this. No one is, but I'm going to deliver what I believe to be the solution to that. And hopefully this is something that benefits you in some way. And this is where we get into a territory where it's virtually impossible for me not to introduce spirituality. So if you want to skip the episodes where I talk about spiritual matters, then this is an episode where you probably just want to hit the fast forward button and skip right on to the next one or go back a few and hear some details on exactly how to grow your business, how to source inventory. That stuff we do all day around here, better than anyone in the business, best courses, content, coaching. But today I am going to go off into the world of how do you deal with the stress, the anxiety, the uncertainty of business? What inside of you has to be in alignment for it to all work the right way? What's that switch you can flip? What's the trick? Because I'm surrounded with people who are dealing with this, but, and we struggle just like everyone else does, but we've got this inner 
confidence and sustainable joy and peace about it, which if we keep our focus in the right place, it's unwavering. And let me tell you a couple of very specific stories about how we do our business in such a way that's probably not typical of a lot of businesses. See, we're overtly around here. That's a word we're starting to use more, overtly Christian, meaning we don't shy away from it. If our customers ask, if we're making a decision, we pray about it. You've heard me say, God bless you many, many times on this podcast, and I mean it. It's not just a trite closing. I truly pray for this community. I want you to succeed. I believe that entrepreneurs are one of the last foundations that are supporting our culture, and we need you. We need you to succeed, and we need you healthy, mentally, emotionally, spiritually healthy to do the task you've been called to. But one of the things that I, I want to talk about today is, you know, specifically, what's that look like? Like, what's the difference between a business that's being run just to put money in the bank and a business that's being run, which there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. I love all business owners. And the difference between a business that's more mission-minded, more purpose-driven at its heart, more ministry-focused, if you will, which is what we call ours. We call our business a ministry, and we've seen lives changed in dramatic ways. Every bit as much as a church might see people's lives changed. Well, I'll give you some specifics on how it's directed the decisions we've made around here. I don't think this is a story I've ever shared on the podcast before. I've spoken about it publicly a couple times in different venues, but at the point where I was writing my first real book, you can go to freemarketing101.com. You can still go there, grab a book. It's still selling fairly well. That was a 2011 book about marketing that is still 95% valid, meaning you know there's some things that have changed, but for the most part, we kept it very evergreen. And that book was written for publisher Wiley Publishing and a hard copy. And I worked very hard for a year on that book, getting it out there. And right as I was finishing up the book, I felt very strongly prompted, and I know that it was God. Some others may claim it was something else, but I felt prompted very strongly that every dime of money that I would receive from that book was to go to a certain ministry, and to this day it does. And I get checks every quarter still for that book. Um, Not as big a checks as it used to get in 2012, 2013, but still the book is selling, and it's done fairly well, and we've sent some sizable checks too a ministry being run by a good friend of mine. Uh, But I was actually at dinner with him at the time when the book was being finished up and we weren't even talking about the book. We were eating nachos and watching some sports on TV at a local restaurant and just felt prompted that this was something that we were supposed to do was to give the money from the book to that ministry, every penny. Well, here's where the story gets a, a little interesting. We did it and including the $5,000 that was given to me upon completion of the book. Now, here's what happened. The publisher had given me $10,000 to write the book, $5,000 up front, $5,000 upon completion of the final manuscript. Well, the final manuscript was just being submitted at the point where I felt prompted that this book was to go to ministry. So we, we made that commitment. We gave the $5,000 to the ministry, and every check since then has gone to the ministry. But that first $5,000 that was given to me almost a year before, I still had kept. And I kept it for six or eight months. And from time to time, it would pop in my head. It's like, hey, what about that first $5,000 that you received from the publisher to give to 
the ministry? You know, are you supposed to give that? And I kind of wrestled with God a little bit. I'm like, hey, you know, that happened well before. That money doesn't count. That's not part of what I felt prompted to do. I felt prompted from this date forward to give every penny. Uh, but finally, the voice wouldn't go away. I decided that was definitely God prompting me to do it. So I wrote a $5,000 check, dropped it in the mail. And won't you know it, the, over the course of the next few weeks, about three or so weeks, one of our courses, it was actually an earlier version of the Proven Amazon course, sales exploded. It was going crazy. And I couldn't figure out what was going on, where all these new students were coming from. We ended up selling an incredible $50,000 of Proven Amazon course sales above and beyond what I had anticipated even possible for a normal month of selling that course. Now, keep in mind, that course has been around a long time. So this is an older, earlier version. It's been upgraded many, many times since then. But at the time, it was kind of a side project. You know, it wasn't one of our main courses. It was a side project. But what had happened is a competitor had launched a course and the internet lit up with people discussing their course, our course, comparing the two. And wouldn't you know it, a lot of people were saying, wow, you've got to grab the Proven Amazon course. It's fantastic. I didn't do anything marketing-wise. I didn't change anything around here. It just took off all on its own. And I didn't realize till after the fact, and I went back and looked at the numbers, $50,000 that I hadn't anticipated had come into our business that month because I'd been faithful with the five that God had prompted me to give. And I'm fully convinced, you'll never convince me that those two events aren't attached. Some people would write it off to coincidence or a random circumstance. I get it. I understand. I don't want to cause you any cognitive dissonance here. But man, when you're faithful and you run your business according to what God's prompting you to do, and you treat people right, and you treat them with integrity, and you truly make your business, and this is key, is your business about you benefiting in the end, or is it about your customers benefiting in the end? From a biblical vantage point, man, it's got to be about your customers benefiting and serving well. And the other thing I want to talk on, and I could talk about this stuff for a long time if you can't tell, but stewardship is the other principle. If you've never been exposed to teachings about stewardship, regardless, I believe, of your worldview and your vantage point on biblical principles, understanding stewardship is so freeing. Because remember, I introduced the topic earlier on in this podcast episode that entrepreneurs struggle mentally and emotionally at times. It's just a lot of weight to carry. Stewardship, the concept of stewardship, is a great release valve for that. Because what I'm able to do, and I fully believe and know that this is not my business. This is not my podcast. The stuff that I buy for my family is not ours. None of it is. The money in the bank isn't ours. We're serving others well. We're benefiting financially as we do so, but none of it is ours. That's the concept of stewardship. See, a steward is someone who takes care of someone else's property, and they're charged with taking care of it and growing it. That's what a steward does. There's a great uh, couple of books I could recommend at this point. Robert Morris, he pastors a church in Texas, fairly large church, wrote a bestseller called The Blessed Life, and then just recently came out with another book called Beyond Blessed, where he talks a lot about stewardship in the second book. And this is a guy who gave away 
every penny he had, literally sold his house, sold his cars, emptied his bank accounts, gave it all away in obedience to what God was telling him to do. And God blessed him several times. Incredible book. The first one, Blessed Life is the title of the first one. Then the second one, Beyond Blessed, he talks a lot about stewardship. How do you get yourself to a point where you can be generous? And as Christians, we believe that God blesses us when he does choose to bless us and our business expands and things go well. The only reason we're blessed is so we can be a blessing to others. That's it. That's the only reason. He's not rewarding us with stuff that we can wrap our arms around and be proud of owning because it's not ours. That's the concept of stewardship. So how does that help with the emotional, mental weight of business? Well, it helps in this way. It's not your business. It's not your stuff. Those aren't even your customers. Ultimately, you're doing all of it for God in a stewardship role. So when we find ourselves drifting too much into the worry or the concern or the, the spiritual, mental, emotional way, and I'm, I'm preaching to myself here because it's not always you know roses and, and cherries and you know wonderful, beautiful rainbows around here. There's days that are hard. There's days where tough decisions have to be made. There's days when people we love move on and do other things. It, that's the business roller coaster that we're all on. No one's enjoying this skyrocket to the top without any bumps or bruises. No one. Business is an adventure. You got to have a warrior spirit. But when you start to struggle, man, that's what can get your head and your heart back in the game the right way. You're doing your business, not for yourself, but for others. And ultimately, not even just for others, but for God. This is all his stuff. The microphone I'm using, the office I'm sitting in, the cars in my garage, the food in my refrigerator, none of it's mine. It's his. And that is so incredibly freeing because no longer am I responsible for the results. I'm only responsible for faith being faithful. I'm only responsible for being honest, protecting my integrity, for serving well. The results are his problem, not mine. He's going to be the one that's going to produce the results. Or, you know, as happened many times to different characters in the Bible, hey, you go through a season of, of pretty thin, rough times, and there's lessons in that too. So there's no guarantee that everything's going to be awesome all the time, but that's okay because ultimately I'm not the one who's in control of it all. That's very freeing. And I understand for, for those of you who, who don't have a belief in God, or maybe you struggle with what his role is in your life, that, that may not make a lot of sense. But let me just challenge you to consider the ramifications of having that mindset. If you're open to different worldviews, just consider for a second the, what it would mean to have a vantage point of the world that none of the stuff around you that you've accumulated is yours. It belongs to somebody else. You're just there to take care of it and to use it to serve others well. And you're going to get some cool stuff. I'm not against having cool stuff. We don't live in a little shack and give our money away, you know, throwing $100 bills out the window when we drive down the street. There's no accountability or relationship there in that model. That's not what I'm talking about. Serve well means I bought a pretty nice microphone to do this podcast because I want it to sound nice, as nice as possible when people listen to me talk. So that's good stewardship, right? I bought a nice, you know, we have nice things. We use some of the money to take vacations. We do things together. But it's all coming from that vantage point of serving, of being the best possible version of me that I can be to serve as well as I can, because none of this is mine. It's all being used to serve others under stewardship that God has temporarily given us uh, control over. So hopefully 
that makes sense to you, that resonates with you, I did, if it doesn't, I did give you a warning. I'm going to get a little spiritual on this episode, so hopefully you enjoyed that. Uh, But I could give you story after story where lives have been impacted and changed in dramatic fashion, not because of some Amazon tip that we shared or some business strategy, but just because we loved on people. We actually cared for them. We took the time to get to know them and maybe a coaching session was just a couple, you know, a coach and a student talking about life's in a rough spot right now, and they talked through some issues. Now, don't make the mistake of thinking that everyone on our team is a Christian, or that we expect everyone to be a Christian, or that we expect all of our students in our community to, to go in that direction. But if you're going to hear us talk openly from our hearts about how we've got where we are, the core group of leaders, the, you know, the core group, five to 10 of us who are kind of really running the show around here, man, we, we'd be nothing. We'd be lost without our walk with God. We'd be completely lost because we base all of our decisions on that. That's the foundational core. It's, it's God, then our spouse, then our family, and then this incredible community. That's our priority list. And you can't take away that first level of, <laughs> of priority uh, without destroying the rest. And because it's just become so foundational for us. So hopefully you found this challenging. And again, if you're struggling mentally, emotionally, spiritually with business and having the right attitude and feeling like, you know, there's a purpose behind it all, I would just challenge you the easy step, regardless of your worldview, do it, truly do it for others. That's why business was given to us. I feel like I can prove it. I'm not going to take the time to do it, but business really kind of serves no other purpose if it's not about serving others well right? Unless you're very selfish, there's, that's a dead end. Hopefully you've seen examples of that. So it's about serving others well. And you, as you benefit from that, how do you maintain that energy and momentum? You serve others well. Well, you do it with a mindset of being a steward and just growing something that belongs to somebody else. So hopefully that helps you out. If this is too spiritual, hey, I imagine I might get a few one and two star reviews on iTunes. That's okay. Don't mind it. We've got hundreds of great reviews over the years, and only from time to time am I going to be this blunt and blatantly spiritual. But to me, it's just impossible to separate the world, to separate the world of spirituality from business. The two, in my mind, are overlapped and intertwined so tightly, it's impossible. So I kind of feel like I'm walking a tightrope when I do avoid these topics, because it's the same topic. You've heard me say before, the rules for relationships, for business, you know, for marriage, for parenting, for being healthy, the rules are the same. In all those areas, the rules are exactly the same. So it's hard to talk about just business and leave out all those other areas because they overlap and intertwine, as I'm sure your life does as well. But I think I'm going to cut it off here. I look forward to hearing what feedback you have on this episode. I could have shared so much more than I did. And you've heard many stories of people in our community who have come at this from a very similar vantage point where it was a very spiritual thing for them to go from a dark place to a place of stability with a business and this community being a catalyst to help make that happen. There's no question in my mind that was a spiritual event and they can feel it. You can see it on them. You can see the, the different way they conduct and carry themselves. I mean, it's a big deal to go from homeless to having a home as Carolyn did. It's a big deal to go from being a single mom without hope to being a single mom who can pay the bills. It's a big deal to go from a place of desperation, losing a job when you think you're kind of too old to find something else. And now you're able to support your family. 
And that thing that happens inside of you where you get your confidence back and you get that bounce in your step and you, you look forward to tomorrow, man, that's a spiritual thing. That's all I'm talking about. Let's talk about that part of ourselves every once in a while, okay? Well, hey, I'm going to land this plane. Look forward to hearing the feedback, good, bad, and ugly. Let me know what you think. Be honest with me. It may be that you guys want to hear us talk about more about these kinds of things, and we'd be honored and delighted to do so. But do know this, under no circumstances will we ever abandon the platform of being the world's leading trainers of online educational content. That is a core mission. So our audience can be very diverse and widespread, and you don't have to believe our worldview. You're definitely going to get hit right between the eyes as often as we can do it with great lessons to teach you how to grow your business using the internet creatively. That's what we do around here. But from time to time, I'm going to speak from the heart as well and tell you what makes this whole operation tick from a leadership standpoint. Hopefully you found that helpful. All right, God bless the rest of your day. Thanks for spending a few minutes with me today. I can't wait to do another episode with you again real soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.